Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a red Friday. So Army-Navy game, the finale to the college football regular season. God, that flew by fast, didn't it, Ned? Hasn't always been the final game uh, in over the eons. <clears throat> there have been games that have followed it. But um, in recent years, Army-Navy has been the, the season finale. And that's the way it's, it's worked because of a contract. The NFL and college football have a contract. The NFL will not play on days that there are Division I games. Incidentally, there are other college games going on, too. FCS has its playoffs. The Division I AA has its playoffs going on, too, and, and they start tonight. Anyway, Army-Navy is tomorrow. They play... Oh, they'll have 70000 at Lincoln Financial Field. That's a full house in Philadelphia. This will be the last year for it in Philly for a, a little, at least a little while. Moves to Foxborough, Massachusetts next year. They'll have it up where the New England Patriots play. Then it comes back, I think, to Philly and then goes to New York for a while to kind of put it on an alternating basis at, at other sites. The reason it's been in Philadelphia all these years is because it's allegedly a neutral site between West Point and Annapolis probably geographically isn't it's probably closer to annapolis but hey philly they love the game there the fans turn out it's it's a hell of a show may not be the greatest game in the world but it is a pageant that everybody should attend at least once i've been to five of them i was gonna ask you being a navy guy you've been to five of them i I know what you're wearing (laughs) under that jacket and uh, yeah five of them a couple of them while i was in the service and then uh, the very first one i was in you go in full dress Oh, heavens, yes. Dude, that's sure. awesome. God, I, can't, I can't imagine you, a young Buck Ned Reynolds, in his in his Navy uniform at the college game trying to sneak in some booze. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that because we were on duty. Yeah, I know. Uh, it was the Navy dress blues, and you wore them down there. Being a corpsman, of course, yeah. you had to be down there. To, you're not going to help. They've already got their trainers there, but it, it, it's good decoration anyway. But my goodness sake, the pageantry that you go through, it's, it is really something to see. So, they play tomorrow. Navy is a two-and-a-half-point favorite going in, but in this game, you never have favorites. Anybody can win it. It's an emotional battle. Neither team is great. Neither team's going to a bowl game this year. They don't qualify. And that makes it, that takes a little bit of the edge off of it, but by the same token, it doesn't take it off because these guys, this is their game. This is their bowl game, and it's a big one. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and I'm glad it's happening tomorrow. All right, speaking of uh, the end of the college football regular season, that means we're going to have a Heisman Trophy presentation very soon. When is it? It's tomorrow night, and they have it at Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts in New York City. It's a big deal, it's made for television didn't used to be. It used to be the committee from the New York, or actually the Downtown Athletic Club in New York got together, made their vote, and made their decision, announced it. Now, oh my, since ESPN came along, we're making a big TV production out of it. There are five candidates, five individuals who have been selected, and they are all quarterbacks. Didn't always, frequently they're running backs and maybe a wide receiver, but all quarterbacks this year the favorite, and the, these are all good guys. Max Duggan from TCU is is certainly one of them. Uh, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State is one of them. But the favorite's Caleb Williams from Southern Cal. He's the Oklahoma transfer who went out there and got Southern Cal at least for one week into, <laughs> into the Final Four, and then they got blasted. But he is, in fact, considered to be the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, which is symbolic of the College Football Player of the Year. Is it really? Of course not, because there's so many variable positions. You can't select one player. 
but they do, and Heisman Trophy is it. And uh, you can just look back at all the ones that got that trophy and didn't really do a whole lot. There are some who did. There are a lot. There are some who did. Well, yeah, of course there are, but there are so. But I'm just trying to back your argument because it doesn't really matter. It's definitely not the best in the league, but it is definitely an honor, and we'll see who gets it tomorrow night. Speaking of nights, last night Thursday night football, Rams Raiders. I mean, at first, I, I the whole game, I was like, God, I can't wait to talk to Ned about this tomorrow because we're going to have five things to say, which is that was the lamest game of my life. But then in the last few minutes, a new boy in L.A. seems to pull it out. I don't know how the hell that happened. And how odd that we should mention Heisman Trophy because he is a Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. Very true. As Baker Mayfield came over, he's been, only been with the Rams for two days. And here the Rams are way behind in this game to the Raiders, 16-3. to It's This game was almost a mirror image of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game on Monday night when they came from behind. Differences, Mayfield's been with this team for two days. Well, he struggled at first. Of course, who's not going to? You don't even know the playbook yet. Don't even know your players. But down the stretch, Mayfield got the Rams, got them back into the game at 16-10, to Put them on a last-minute drive and threw a touchdown pass with, I think, uh, four or five seconds to go in the game. And the Rams won the thing 17-16, to thrilled the crowd, and for at least the time being, delayed the Rams of tying for the all-time number of losses by a defending Super Bowl champion. So that in and of itself, I guess, was... Uh, something of a victory, but Rams get the win 17-16 over the Las Vegas Raiders, and that pretty much cooks Las Vegas from being in the playoffs. Not that I'm hurt by You're that at all. Uh, I, you know, I was a little upset that uh, um, Jacobs had to leave the game because I started him on team, but he did get a touchdown and some points, so that worked out, and I'm already in the playoffs. I'm number one seed, so I get a bye in the first week of my fantasy football league. So, Speaking of Red Friday, the Chiefs, Hope to clinch the AFC West with the win over the Broncos in Denver this weekend, and that's all they need to do to... Not quite. Not quite. There is an adjunct to that. Oh. They have to win, yes, but the Chargers have to lose uh, on Sunday night. In their that would get... make it. So it's really a matter of time. Yeah, it's a matter of time, but they can still do it. Who are the Chargers playing this weekend? Oh, my. Miami Dolphins. Mm. Well, hey, dude, I'm going to be rooting my butt off for L.A. then if that's the case. I don't think Miami's going to be rooting well, for Well, I don't them, care what they root for. <laughs> oh, but they do. Uh, yeah, that's I the know they right do. There. And Miami is very much in the playoff hunt. Chargers are, too, in some respect. And the Chargers have to win to, to maintain that level. So that'll be an interesting game. But, yeah, it's the Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. Interesting game because the Chiefs, suddenly have developed a, a problem at linebacker. I don't know how serious it is, but Bolton apparently has a groin injury. And these are things that you don't hear about on a regular basis. It's going to happen in a physical contact game like football. You do have these nagging injuries that that just don't go away. And what you do is, you, I guess, to use the athletic term, you suck it up and get out there and, and perform. These are not debilitating injuries, but they are nagging and they hurt anyway. That's bothered him a little bit. He'll, he'll be in there. And as far as the wide receivers, uh, Gadarius Tony did work out yesterday. So did Joe Tooney, and the Chiefs really do need him back there on the line. Uh, I think the Chiefs will be fine. They are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite going in. So when you take a look at the whole scheme of things and how badly Denver has played this year, the Chiefs should win this game. They should. 
Um, let's hope they do. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule, though. As I mentioned, we definitely want to root for the Chargers against the Dolphins to give the Chiefs a little bit more space in the AFC, but you definitely, definitely want to get your green and white on and root for the Jets against the Bills <laughs> on Sunday at noon as well. And then, again, the Bills have the Dolphins at home the weekend after, so that should hopefully... Hopefully, because then I'm going to have to flip my hats and put a Dolphins hat on after that. Hopefully they don't know that I'm rooting against them this weekend. Just think about the geographic anomaly here. (laughs) Miami going from South Florida, where it's probably 82, 83, 84, to Buffalo, New York, where they have lake effect snow and it's 100 degrees below zero. Out of hell with that. <laughs> Ned, that's what that you just described Ned Reynolds' nightmares right there. That's, is. That is Ned Matt Reynolds' nightmares. All right, so it is a uh, big weekend for Missouri State teams, isn't it? It is. The, uh, the Bears and Lady Bears have big competition coming up. Lady Bears are on the road tonight. They are in Fort Worth, Texas to play Texas Christian. That'll be a tough assignment for the Lady Bears, but that's what you want. You want to build your team for conference play and get them as hardened as possible for the stiff competition that's coming up within the Valley. So the Lady Bears play TCU tonight. Tomorrow night, the Bears are back in action, coming home from Moraga, California, where Missouri State lost by 20 to an outstanding St. Mary's team, and that's a nationally ranked St. Mary's team. Bears lost by 20 the other night. Saturday night, tomorrow night, they play Purdue-Fort Wayne. Purdue-Fort Wayne is D1. They are a Horizon League team, and they are pretty good, folks. I I hesitate to call them great, but they're pretty good. They're quick, agile, have pretty good shooters. Two nights ago, they were down in Cape Girardeau, came over here to Missouri, played Southeast Missouri State in Southeast Missouri State's arena, the Show Me Center, and blew Southeast Missouri State right out of the ballpark, 89-68. That is a thrashing. And in, that's Purdue-Fort Wayne, and they'll be here. They call themselves the Mastodons. Be a nice little nice little ball game, but over and above all of that is the fact that it's a reunion night. Many of the Bears' former basketball players, including one of the all-time greats, Curtis Perry, will be back here for that game. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to meet them. There's a meet-and-greet tonight at the Plaster Student Union, and then a luncheon tomorrow, and then hopefully on the court tomorrow night. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it big time. And then after that, i got to make you come back to work on Sunday for what was supposed to be a Sunday night football game that's now been flexed to the mid-afternoon game. Ned Talk starts at 1. We have seen one of the all-time anomalies in the history of television. NBC flexed the Chiefs game Backwards. Out. Yeah. Out of prime time. What is this? Uh, Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth loves Patrick Mahomes, wants him on there every game if possible. The Chiefs, they're exciting. Flex them out. Why? <laughs> because the game between the Chiefs and the Broncos, a nine and a half point difference, doesn't really calculate in an impacting sense into the standings, but Miami and the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers, does factor in. So that's the game. Chiefs were flexed out of it. I can't believe that happened, but it did. So therefore, Ned Talk, our pre-pregame show, the Ozarks Chiefs pregame show, will be on at 1 o'clock, 1 to 2, and that is Sunday afternoon, 2 to 3 is the Chiefs pregame show on the network, and then the ball game itself with uh, Mitch Holdis and company, and they'll be calling all of the shots from Empower Stadium. That's what they call it now. That's the old Mile High Stadium. It's not really the old Mile High Stadium. That one doesn't exist anymore. But their new stadium, which really isn't new as such, is Empire, Empower, Empower Stadium. And that's where the game will be on Sunday afternoon. 
Looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting a dub and hopefully clinching the AFC West for what? Would this be the fifth or sixth time? I think sixth. Yeah. It's been a great, great couple of years to be a Chiefs fan. It's I'll tell you dominant what. Dominant team, folks. Dominant it's red, team. It's Red Friday. Get your red on. Ned, have a great weekend. And to you, sir.